With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, instead of recapping the losing card for Tuesday, I just want you to listen to me for the next three, four minutes and be my therapist. If you don't want to be my therapist, fast forward to the five-minute mark. That's when I should be done venting. Just need to get a few things off my chest. Number one, losing's not fun. Tuesday night wasn't fun. It was an agonizing, excruciating four and a half hours for me. And it's never fun to come on this podcast after getting my butt kicked. But to try to pick myself up, I always like to reflect on things. So I had to go to the poem, The Man in the Mirror. I've always used that poem as a reference point in life. And I have to remember, I can't blame the players. I can't blame the coaches. However, I do wonder, what does Scott Drew actually say at halftime that I've had a nice lead with Baylor the last two games? Then in the first four minutes of the second half, I get blitzed. But I'm not blaming Scott Drew. I'm just asking a question. I can't blame the referees. I know they just call the fouls. They don't count them, but I do count them, and I know I'm not getting enough. I can't blame my wife. She's innocent. She loves me. She'll ask me how I'm doing. Well, if you look at my face, I look like Jimmy Bayheim down 20 points. That's how I'm doing. You know the answer to the question. I can't blame my kids. Yes, they want to tell me about their day even though they're interrupting a 6 nothing run that my team may be on. Then after I talk to them, I get blitz 10 nothing, and all the good momentum I had is gone. I can't blame my stupid cats. They meow at the inconvenient times. I can only blame me. It's on me. I continue to bet on the teams that can't shoot, can't rebound, turn it over all the time, foul all the time, and can't defend. Yes, I want to jump through the TV screen and grab the basketball. You gotta want it. I give up way too many second chance points. When they get that rebound, they kick it to the corner and they hit that dagger three against me time and time and time again here of late. It's been frustrating. Other than that, though, I feel like my teams look good when they lose. I don't know about you. Then I also want to say something positive. Michigan State got me a win. So thank you, Michigan State. That was a good thing. You can tell frustration levels high. I had to vent for a moment. I so badly actually wanted to put the entire bankroll on the second half of the late game. But, you know, if you do that once, you'll do it twice, three times, and eventually you'll go to zero. I know that's not a good strategy. That's not how you manage the bankroll. It is a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to have days like that. So let's just bounce back and have a good Wednesday. Vent session over. Send me the invoice for the therapy session. I just needed to get it off my chest. Now, let's get to the card for Wednesday, and we start in the Big South. It is UNC Asheville, minus the nine and a half against Charleston Southern. So I kind of need to shake things up a little bit after a tough stretch here for me. I'm going to play a game in the range that I dislike. I never like to play games between six and 12, but UNC Asheville, they're the class of the Big South. They're 14 and two in the conference. They've already clinched the conference title and the top seed for next week. Some are debating if they should actually be a 14 seed in the NCAA tournament. Instead of a 15 or 16, we'll find out how good they are when I watch them tonight. They're 22 and 7 overall. They're 12 and 0 at home. They've won four consecutive games. 
And the non-conference, they did have a very nice win at Central Florida. Charleston Southern, on the other hand, they're just 4-12 and in the conference. They're 8-19 and overall. They've lost six consecutive basketball games, all by eight or more points, by the way. Asheville won the first meeting by 10. I'm back in the Bulldogs in this one, minus the 9.5. I need to know what it feels like again to bet on a team that has superior talent. These short lines of late have been giving me an ulcer because the talent level is so close. So give me UNC Asheville, minus the 9.5 over Charleston Southern. Next up on the card, well, you can roll your eyes right now. It's in the Big Ten. It's Minnesota, plus the 17 at Maryland. So yes, I am a Gopher fan, so take this pick with a grain of salt. But the effort that I saw at Illinois is the effort that caused me to consider Minnesota an automatic play when getting 12 or more in the past. Minnesota was down 16 late, but they kept fighting to lose by just nine. Sure, I know Battle isn't going to score 31 points in every game, but the Gophers have had their best three-game shooting stretch of the season. Also, Keep in mind that Minnesota has produced a 1-14 and conference record, 7-18 and overall. It's been a painful year for me. Maryland, on the other hand, they're coming in off the loss at Nebraska. They're going to be mad and angry here. The Terrapins are 9-7 and in the Big Ten, 18-9 overall, and they are a very impressive 14-1 and at home. I have no doubt that Maryland wins this basketball game. They beat Minnesota 81-46 in the first meeting. But with Northwestern on deck, is it a stretch for me to think they could get caught looking ahead? I just want Maryland to coast to a 12-point win. We could all be happy. My Gophers have already lost seven games this year by 18 or more points. Have mercy on me tonight. I'm taking the maroon and gold plus the 17 at Maryland. Next up on the card, we get to the Big East. We go to the Windy City. It is DePaul minus the two against Butler. So the last time I bet on DePaul, they lost in double overtime against St. John's. Yet another overtime loss for me, by the way. The Blue Demons are just 3-13 and in the Big East. They're 9-18 and overall. Losers of eight consecutive basketball games. Butler won the first meeting, 78-70. The Bulldogs are now 5-12 and in the Big East, 13-15 and overall. After showing some signs of progress with the win over Xavier, Butler has lost two consecutive games to Villanova and Georgetown. So to answer that trivia question, who are the only two teams to lose a conference game to Georgetown over the last two seasons? These two teams would be the answer. Ironically, Xavier would be in the Big East lead had they not lost to both of these teams as well. So yes, both Butler and DePaul beat Xavier this year, but lost to Georgetown. That's why you got to love college basketball at times. So after this one, the remaining Blue Demon opponents are all ranked. I don't see DePaul losing out. I'm laying the two, just hoping not to be disappointed yet again in the Windy City. So give me the Blue Demons of DePaul minus the two over Butler. Then the final game on the card for you is a 1980s classic in the Big East. It is St. John's minus the two and a half at Georgetown. So I want to make sure I give the entire bottom of the Big East some love tonight before the season is over. So what are the odds that St. John's would face Georgetown for the second time this season, coming off a conference win, considering the Hoyas are 2-15 and in the Big East, 7-21 and overall. St. John's struggled in the first meeting, but they pulled it out, 75-73, to as a 10-point favorite. 
The Hoyas have been the better against the spread team. They're 14 and four against 14 and 14 against the number compared to the Johnnies at just 11 and 17. St. John's fell to six and 11 in the Big East, 16 and 12 overall after the 10 point loss to Creighton last time out, ending their two game winning streak. Coach Mike Anderson, he had to sit two players, including one of his best. Their availability for this game is unknown. However, I did read the top player did travel at least, so we'll find out how that goes. Georgetown has lost 21 games this year. Only the first meeting against St. John's was a loss by under this two-and-a-half number. The Hoyas are 5-10 and at home. The Red Storm are just 2-7 and on the road. But St. John's does have two top 25 wins this year over UConn and Providence. I'm going to back the Johnnies on the road, minus the two-and-a-half at Georgetown. So let's recap your card for a Wednesday. It better be a better day. I'm on UNC Asheville, minus the nine and a half over Charleston Southern. I'm on Minnesota, Sky Uma, plus the 17 at Maryland. I'm on DePaul, minus the two against Butler. And I'm on St. John's, minus the two and a half at Georgetown. Thank you for listening to me today. And as always, remember, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.